0: to kind of piggyback on something that Charlie Kirk said just the other day, the the fight for conservative values and the conservative movement doesn't stop November 3rd this year, right? Like the biggest mm-hmm. issue that I think conservatives usually have is that we see this uh, degradation of values and then we get our guy in and then we're like, okay, all's good for four years and then we move on. The biggest problem, and I think um, having a more passionate, younger base, than we've ever had before, because usually that stereotypical thing is, all oh, the the Republicans are a bunch of old white men, right? But now you're starting to see it's like, uh, that's not the case anymore. Um, you're, you're definitely seeing more um, people of color coming over to the conservative party. You're seeing younger people come over to the conservative party. You're seeing more women than ever coming to the conservative party and needing to make sh- to continue that push after November and, after- and continuing on into 2021, 22, 23, is is definitely one of our big things, especially, you know, this country is built on Judeo-Christian values. You know, regardless if you believe in God or not, these values are important to America. And a lot of people who are Christians, which are saying, hey, listen, to reject America is to reject my values. And for this to go on, I think just the conservative movement is, it has become less of left-wing, right-wing, and America and and anti-America. And... The The saving of Christianity in America starts with the conservative movement, I think. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to a new episode of the Done Right Podcast. Over the last couple of weeks, we, we've talked about a, a variety of different topics from Puerto Rico to the culture in the United States. And lately, we've had a silent campaign, which is the silent campaign against church and religion in the United States. Um, and there has been an attack from the left to kind of silence uh, churches in the United States and there's been a, a definite and more uh, apparent attack on religious freedom. So to m- talk more about this today with us is Maddie Scott, uh, the chapter president from Cedarville University. Welcome to the program, Maddie.
1: Hi, thanks for having me.
0: Oh, thanks for having coming on to the program. So Maddie, being uh, first of all, kind of tell us about Turning Point. What, ha- what do you guys do at Turning Point and um, you know the things that you see on campus and and things like that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So with Turning Point, obviously a lot of things look a little bit different this semester, um, given we have a few regulations with COVID. Um, So Mm -hmm. we're not allowed to have any um, big events. However, we are allowed to meet um, as a chapter and we can discuss anything, um, you know, whether that be, you know, a topic about systemic racism, maybe a topic, um, like we're talking about today, uh, religious freedom in our country, um, anything you can think of. And so we kind of go through and recruit um, through activism. Um, typically, it would be for a table, and we would have all the turning point gear, um, whether that be a button, a sticker, a poster, anything like that. Um, and that's kind of how we normally recruit. This year, kind of looks, this semester rather, looks a little bit different. But we've actually had a lot of success um, at Cedarville gathering more people that are interested um in the conservative movement. So, yeah, it's been awesome.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And so, I mean, one people who know you know you're a big advocate for religious freedom and um and lately we've seen religious freedom absolutely under attack by the left. Um from closing right. down churches in the name of covid and safety um to uh just, you know, blatantly just the the on social media the attacks against uh god and religion and religious people. Um where do you where do you see that on the campuses? Like, is that something that you see r- run rampant on the campuses? Because usually, what we see is when things happen on college campuses, soon they move into the, the popular mainstream. Has that been something that you've seen on campus, and it's it's slowly moving into the mainstream?
1: Um. So as far as Cedarville goes, um, I think if any of your viewers are you know from Cedarville or what have you. Um, they would know that Cedarville is a, um, a Christian university. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I don't really see any of this crazy radical leftist ideology, um, being indoctrinated as students on our campus. However, that's not the case on, um, many secular universities and many secular campuses. Um, and it's, that's very disturbing, um, I think that young people, especially people my age, are far too comfortable with the idea of going to hell. And whether that be they weren't raised in church or they were raised in church, um, I think that people have this natural... um, pull towards they have to believe in something and and social media is kind of that downfall um they believe their worth comes from a cute instagram photo rather than you know the glory of christ and the truth in the teachings of the bible um so and and maybe to elaborate a little bit more on we're far too comfortable with going to hell as as a young generation um i think That young people um, are just completely okay with doing whatever they want to do, regardless of the consequences, um, just to maintain a cool or positive social status, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense.
0: No, absolutely. And this is kind of something I've seen um, growing up at least when I was a kid, slowly moving from, you know, removing prayer from, from schools, saying under God during the pledge, uh, getting into more provocative and, um, almost really celebrating provocativeness as feminism, um, to our younger generation, the TikTok, the, the, the rap videos that we're seeing. I mean, obviously we've, we heard, Ben Shapiro joke about the lyrics that are in the watt videos, but like that has become the mainstream now. Right. And so exactly what you're talking about that a lot of these small movements have made a huge impact on our culture. And if you don't believe it, like go to YouTube and go see what the most popular songs are. Right. Like it's, yeah. it, it's, it's absolutely crazy. And how this is obviously having a huge impact on our culture is. Um, the godlessness and the values system when it, It comes time to vote it's like that's what people's values are and so things like pro-choice are becoming more rampant um and less values and that's why you're seeing like people not definitely okay rioting and looting in the streets and, and not loving their neighbor would you agree with that
1: yeah yeah absolutely i think that um our country has seen a lot of lawlessness um and even in the last like six or so months we've seen a mass loss of morality. Um, And and I think that oftentimes Christians are afraid to talk about politics, but when you really look at it, there's a passage in um, Romans 13 that talks about how Christians are to um, obey the government, like the government, and those put an authority above us, um, unless those put an authority above us, you know, the government, infringes on our God-given rights. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think when you start seeing um, people that are making laws based on human opinion um, rather than based on what God has created for us, um, there is therefore no definition of, like, wrong. So, what I mean by that is when there is, you know, law based off of man's own opinion, um, essentially nothing can be defined as wrong. So, you see, um, you know, the songs like WAP and all this kinds of crazy stuff that's just in everybody's eyes that has, you know, some sense is immoral and rather disgusting. And you kind of get into um, California, like regulating and accepting, um, pedophilia as a sexual orientation. Like that is, that's not acceptable that, you know, these men are preying on children and that's, that is not something that should be ex- accepted by society by any means.
0: Absolutely. And it, it's just crazy to see that, you know, at least even within the last five years, how, cr- how, how, what has been extremely radical and no one would even dream about like accepting pe- pedophilia as a norm has now become into the mainstream. And not only are we seeing it as a mainstream, but this stuff has been going on for a long time under the radar and has been run rampant in our society. And we can't really blame that, um, all these negative effects of what's happening in our society, especially when we're like silencing and closing out our churches. Um, especially what we talked about in California, uh, a good friend of the show, um, Pastor Rob McCoy is kind of dealing with with this right now, due to COVID safety restrictions in California, they've limited uh, uh, to them to 50 plus people or 50 people in their church, despite them being able to hold thousands of people in their church in the middle of the summer and not being able to hold their masses. And then not only that, but giving them tickets and fining them for holding services during COVID because they wanna bring in religious freedom and- um, mm-hmm the impacts that we've seen from the church is like when a business closed down, obviously you're gonna see more suicide. You're gonna see more domestic abuse. We're gonna see more child abuse. And when you don't have those churches in, that becomes more rampant because you don't have that social structure, obviously, to help deal with the problem. Religion aside, we've discussed this before, uh, the church obviously plays a huge factor in, mandatory reporting, whether that be domestic abuse or child abuse or uh, any sexual abuse that goes on in the home and not having the schools and not having the churches open um, is definitely we're seeing the impacts um, and this is something that the media can't and won't refuse to cover.
1: Yeah, I completely agree with you. I I think that there um, you have to look at um, churches that are closed. What is their reason? Is it for our health? Is this, are are the churches closed? Is that still for our health? I mean, what did it actually do? Did closing the churches actually help slow the spread of this virus? Um, Did it stop the virus? From what we've seen, no. I can go to Walmart with a thousand other people and it's no big deal. Mm -hmm. But if I can't go to church and you find me for going to church, but you're not doing the same thing, when I go get my groceries at Walmart, that's infringing upon my constitutional rights. Mm-hmm. And that's unacceptable. Um, to be quite frank, that's tyranny. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, you have to, like you said, like there, there's been a skyrocket in the rate of suicides, of drug overdoses, of uh, child abuse, of domestic violence, of um, sexual in the home, because these children are not in schools. These children are not in church. And and maybe that's not the case in every single state in America, but it's happening around our country. And it's happening in large cities where there are large populations of children that are being affected, and they no longer have a mandatory report. You know, they're not in church, like you said, they're not in schools. And that's a big issue. That is why that excuse. Why is it okay for a government to do that? Um, I don't know if you saw, but right before I got on, I was reading um, and Nancy Pelosi went to get her hair done at a salon that was boarded up. Mm -hmm. And In in California, right now, you're not allowed to do that. Mm -hmm. How hypocritical is that? Why is it okay for the people in the government to do these things but not the citizens that's unacceptable?
0: No, and I I I agree. And one of the biggest and I guess one of the the positives that have come out of all of this is um, Gen Z and and people about our age are becoming um, are now becoming a parental age now where where they're starting to focus on things that are happening with their children and things that are happening um, in their government and we're not so focused on you know the next marvel movie that's coming out or the next season of game of thrones or the next uh you know pop culture thing because all of that has stopped and what has left that vacuum is the need for information and more of us gen zers and millennials and the younger uh, generation have started to realize all this stuff is going on and you're starting to see a bigger pushback like for example like we talked about this before like the netflix cutie incident and um and everything that happened with that is like you, uh, we saw the Troll Dolls uh, incident with the inappropriate touch button of the Trolls dolls. And a lot of those aren't uh, the baby boomer generation. It's people our age going, hey, uh, this isn't okay. Hey, this isn't all right. And the one thing that this vacuum of information in COVID has done has woken up people at least a little bit to what's actually going on in the world and paying, paying attention to politics. And I have to say... The Gen Z millennial generation is probably going to be the most conservative generation that we've seen in a long time.
1: Oh, absolutely. And and no pun intended, but like this is really a turning point. Um, I think, oh gosh, I've seen stuff on social media like almost every single day for the past few months. Like, oh, my child is 15 years old, and they're talking about how Hollywood is involved in politics and how corrupt the government is. Like there is a world full of information out there and it's our choice to either ignore it and be ignorant mm-hmm. or it's our choice to self-educate, to read, to write, to watch videos and learn and soak in the information that's out there. And when you do that, you realize their wrongdoings and you realize, okay, this might be what's right. And this might be, okay, these, you know, politicians are, are not enforcing things that are moral. So maybe let's make a change to that. And I completely agree with you. Um, Gen Zers and millennials are absolutely waking up to everything that's going on. I think Turning Point USA and Students for Trump have done an incredible job of that. Their presence on social media and PragerU, um, their presence on social media and educating young people, is ha, has made such a huge impact. And it's just, it's just incredible.
0: No, you know. And uh, to kind of piggyback on something that Charlie Kirk said just the other day, the, the fight for conservative values and the conservative movement doesn't stop November 3rd this year, right? Like the biggest mm-hmm. issue that I think conservatives usually have is that we see this uh, degradation of values and then we get our guy in and then we're like, okay, all's good and for four years and then we move on. The biggest problem, and I think um, having a more passionate, younger base, than we've ever had before, because usually that stereotypical thing is all oh, the, the Republicans are a bunch of old white men, right? But now you're starting to see it's like, uh, that's not the case anymore. Um, you're, you're definitely seeing more um, people of color coming over to the conservative party. You're seeing younger people come over to the conservative party. You're seeing more women than ever coming to the conservative party and needing to make sh- to continue that push after November and after and continuing on into 2021, 22, 23, is is definitely one of our big things, especially, you know, this country is built on Judeo-Christian values. You know, regardless if you believe in God or not, these values are important to America. And a lot of people who right. are Christians, which are saying, hey, listen, to reject America is to reject my values. And for this to go on, I think just the conservative movement is, it has become less of left-wing, right-wing, and America and, and anti-America. And... The, the saving of Christianity in America starts with the conservative movement, I think.
1: Right, right, absolutely. And it's funny you say that because, I mean, multiple times a week I feel like I see someone on you know the left who has said, hey, I've been a registered Democrat my whole entire life mm-hmm. and I cannot morally, I cannot ethically vote Democrat this year because it's literally anti-america against i love america regardless of whether you not whether or not you like president trump it's our country and our love and patriotism towards this country or the radicalization of the young minds you know and i think a lot of it um to continue pushing the conservative movement as a positive thing and what's going to help our country Um, we have to fix the education system. Um, We could get into a very long talk about that. As you know, Um, I was just listening to something Charlie Kirk um, had on his podcast. And, you know, it all starts in that education. I think there's going to be a huge um, trend in homeschooling. Um, A lot of parents are going to be like, wow, you know, I've seen you know, I can't remember where it was. I think it was actually California where they made parents sign a waiver that they couldn't Mm -hmm. um, watch their kids Zoom online because if your parents can't watch your Zoom, you can't see what's going on in the classroom and therefore the teachers are still protected and you don't see the truth. You know, so where there is vision and there is clarity, Charlie Kirk said that their tyranny is not possible, you know, so I, I think to further push that, conservative values and judeo-christian values um we we have to start with the younger generations that are you know younger than myself younger than you um in lower level education
0: absolutely and you know like we said the fight doesn't just keep pushing it, it, it you got to keep it hitting the floor every single day because if you don't America, it, uh, it's the last place. I, you know, yeah. one of the one of the good benefits that I have of going over to the military and seeing other different places is that if you if you've never been outside of the United States, there's not another place like it. And if you want a home for true religious freedom, you're not going to find it in China. You're not going to find it in Russia. You're not going to find it in Europe at all, right? And so right. the the future for Christianity and the home for Christianity is is in almost always will be America. And so mm-hmm. it, it it's definitely important to, to continue to save it. Um, so we're running a little on time, a little bit. So Maddie, always have hot takes. Your your social media is always blowing up. You always got some great stuff on there. If people want to follow you, want to get involved at Cedarville University, want to get involved in Turning Point, how do they go about doing that?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So my personal um, social media is at Maddie Scott. Um, and then, if you would like to get involved in Turning Point at Cedarville University, it's Turning Point USA underscore CU on Instagram. And then there's a form to sign up and all that kinds of good stuff in the bio. So yeah,
0: definitely. So if you're a college student and you haven't signed up for Turning Point or you haven't even heard of Turning Point before, definitely make sure that you, you you sign up. If you know somebody who's in college, make sure you sign up. Get get with Maddie. Get them involved. Uh, you know conservatives definitely have to stick together on campus i remember being the token conservative on my campus and man was it a rough ride for me especially being a political science student so definitely make sure that uh if you're a conservative student go sign up um again make sure that you like hit the subscribe button definitely hit the notification bell uh now that we're it's getting more and more known that this is a conservative podcast we're definitely getting shadow banned on youtube so you want to hit that notification button so you know you get all the the podcast and when they come out. Uh, you can also follow us on Apple, uh, Apple podcasts, Spotify, and on Instagram at done right podcast. Thanks for stopping by.